wake up and live. Well, today we're trying to fix and mend their family relations. And uh, we are going to be talking about how to handle toxic close family ties. Our guest is uh, the very inspirational and I think loving and caring uh, medical professional, speaker, pastoral counselor, Mashadi Munareng. Mashadi, good morning, sister. How are you doing? Good morning, Patricia. I'm good in yourself. We're strong. We're strong. Now, family ties, we are sometimes too scared to admit that they are toxic. Yeah. But when they are toxic, how do we see? How do we see that this is a toxic family relationship? You know, I I think most of it you will see by the, the atmosphere in the family. And, and how you make each other feel and the abuse, either verbally, the words that we say to each other, and the way we say them, and the way the atmosphere feels like. You, you know, they, you, you will feel that, you know what, this is my mother, or this is my father, or this is my child, but this person really, when I'm around them, they, they really, really rub me off the, the wrong way. They really trigger me the wrong way, they get the, the worst out of me. You will feel it. And the way, they, the way we speak to each other, the way we address conflict, uh, whether we address it or avoid it, it's still toxic. And the way we are able to, re- to talk to one another, the way we create a space to speak to one another and resolve issues. If we are, if in all of these there is a lot of negativity, then you know it's a toxic relationship. If you are, if you are, um, are going through conflict with your family member and you cannot talk and speak uh, with respect, then that relationship is toxic. So, is this concept of toxic uh, relationships a new one? especially in families. Um, in relationships, uh, we can cite a lot of examples, yeah. but in, yeah. in families, is it a new thing? No, it's not. It's, it, it comes from generation to generation. And interestingly, each and every generation, you know, families are dysfunctional. It's normal. <laughs> because it shapes us into who we are, right? Uh, we, because of the temperament that we carry from our grandparents, our great-grandparents, and to us that we pass on to our children, so forth, right? With the two parents, the, the mother and the father. And interestingly, every generation has its own uh, form of dysfunction. Like in our generation, the dysfunction was the punishment. You know, there was really a very thin line between discipline and abuse, and nobody spoke about it. It was our normal, but yet dysfunctional, and creating this element of bitterness and anger within us where we are unable to even relate outside of work with other people. We, we portray that anger and bitterness of, you know, every, everybody beats me up or whatever. I get beaten up with everything or whatever the mistakes that I get. And then when I get outside to my peers, I'm like, I've got this inner vow that nobody's going to treat me the way I've been treated by so-and-so wherever I go, and the toxicity comes out. And then in this generation, we see a very different one. It's like a generation of 
you know, people are always in this vibe, uh, drinking, twerking, and life is good. With the COVID that has made everything worse, people think life is too short, you live it to the fullest, while self-destructing and yet not even realizing it. But And yet we're still raising children in this generation. We're still giving birth, you know, with this toxicity. So you wonder how our children are going to be in the next generation. So it's very interesting. It's not something that uh, it's new. It's something that has been way, it's coming from way long in the, in the ages of time, but it, it comes in different forms, in, in different paradigm shifts, you know? Yeah. All right. Now, when we speak of toxicity in family members, and we think of Ubuntu, if you're saying it comes from way back, is it because we have degraded the concept of Ubuntu in our families? Or yeah, even with the concept of Ubuntu, we are still toxic? You know what? We still have a concept of Ubuntu, but somehow uh, we have personalities in families that are able to, ma- to be manipulative and take advantage of that in a wrong way. And Uzo Umundu Ati, you know what, I, I don't have love to give anymore because this person has been drained. You know, they, they showed Ubuntu to the fullest and yet people were just taking and taking and taking and nobody was actually showing them that Ubuntu. So we do find um, such personalities in families where we, we parents try by all means to raise their children with Ubuntu, but also the, the, the factor of comparison that creates a, a lot of dysfunction amongst the siblings and maybe a little bit of love and hate relationship that you don't even know which one is love and which one is hate that you are feeling towards your sibling or your parent and all sorts of things. So we, we still have that. But there, there is an element where it can be manipulated within the family, and yet, as you said, we are we are unable or afraid to talk about it. How do we deal with it? Where do we start dealing with it? We start by acceptance. I mean, it's an individual decision, and it's very intentional. You 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 first look into your uh, your family, and you accept that you know what we are dysfunctional and. You don't beat your family up and choose uh, and, and feel that you could have, if you had a choice, you could have chosen the family next door. Trust me, they've got their own dysfunction and you might not know about it. It might be worse than what you are thinking in your family. But you must first accept that we are different individuals with imperfections trying to create this perfect uh, 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 a safe haven called family where we can love each other with our differences and our imperfections and our flaws. It starts from there. And as an individual, you choose to understand the, the different personalities in your family and you choose to love them with their flaws. And then you introspect. With introspection, you begin to understand that it takes two to tangle. Whether you are actively in, involved in the conflict or passively involved in the conflict, you, as a family, you need, we really, really, if you look at uh, a conflict between two people, you will find there's other 
external people within the family involved. So you you look into yourself and see where or which part are you playing in the family to contribute towards the toxicity and the dysfunction. And you start by also now um, being intentional about going through a healing journey. Healing is not something that you just speak and profess. Healing is a journey that you, you, you choose to embark on. And on the journey, you understand that there will be bumps and there will be detours. There will be, uh, you know, uh, you will go through the jungle and you, you will meet the beast of life and all sorts of things. And so you, you prepare yourself for the journey, meaning when you stumble and fall, you stand up, and you, you 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 start again. Forgive yourself. You start again. You you remember it's a journey. It's not something that you can start today and finish tomorrow. And people talk about healing as if it's such an easy thing. You just say I'm I'm healing, and or yeah, you must heal. You know, you tell a person you must heal, just like that. Or no, I'm healing, and yet you're not doing anything actively to 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 work on it or to embark on this journey. And you're not even having a partner to journey with you. So you must be intentional about your healing journey and you must understand that you cannot embark on it alone. You need partners. Whether it's a close trusted friend or whether it's a therapist or whether it's a church community or work community or colleagues that you trust, whoever is available at that point in time. And in your healing journey, don't put uh, wait on people and expect that they will be with you tomorrow in a, a, another form of healing because healing is like peeling an onion. You think you are healing from this aspect. Tomorrow you realize that actually you've been going through another aspect that you need to heal from. And don't expect to the, the person who has journeyed with you yesterday to journey with you today. They could be going through their own stuff as well. So now you find you get upset with people. You become toxic to what? The people who have been with you in your journey previously. You expect them to be there for you today. Meanwhile, they also have their healing to to go through, you know. So when you are you are you are embarking on the journey, you, you need to consider all those things. And then you need to forgive. Forgiveness to me goes in two folds. You forgive yourself first and then you can be able to forgive the other person. You know, I once had someone saying there's nothing as, as self-forgiveness, and I was like, wow, this person is actually blessed. There's never self-destructed. <laughs> if you have self-destructed well enough, you will understand that you need to forgive yourself. Otherwise, the guilt and shame will hold you in the bondage, and you, you, you find yourself becoming more toxic whilst you are professing healing or you are speaking healing. Meanwhile, your behavior is saying something different. Mashadi, so, yeah. you know when it comes to forgiveness, um, yeah. sometimes w- when we experience, a, a, yes, the relationship is toxic, but it's yeah. marked by experiences within the relationship that it is toxic, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you have had a, a fallout or whatever it is, with a family member and you know this relationship is always volatile and toxic and you want to go and make amends but your amends are not accepted your apologies are not accepted your let's sit down and talk about this and and find a remedy it's not accepted how does one deal with that you know what this this is 
script in the Bible that says, as far as is possible with you, try and live peaceably with everyone. As far as is possible with you, that to me says that, yes, you can, you might want to make amends with somebody and your apologies are not accepted, but for yourself, speak that apology, accept it for yourself to say, I have forgiven myself that I wronged this person. I took measures to ask for forgiveness. They are not accepting it. And realize that they could be maybe in point zero of their healing process. And they're still dealing. Remember, in family relationships, it's like when you have a fallout, you grieve. You go through the grieving process, the normal grieving process of denial, anger, um, bargaining within yourself. Because... It's not a tie that you want to lose. You are you are related by blood. It's deeper than just seeing somebody next to you. There is blood involved. There is genes involved. There is temperament involved. There is that wholeness that God has created within you and this person involved in terms of building each other and coming from each other. Whether we are siblings, we come from each other in some way because we are from the same set of parents. And so having a fallout becomes much, much more deeper than just meeting someone and creating a friendship, falling in love, and tomorrow you are like, oh, yeah, they've hurt me, then I can heal and move on. With families, it's different. So that's where the, the, the fact that you as a person has decided to embark on a healing journey comes in to be intentional about understanding other personalities in your family and understanding that some people don't forgive easily and it's not your fault that they can't forgive. It's their problem. They decided to to take the poison and, and, and drink the poison, hoping that it will kill you. That's what uh, people usually say about unforgiveness. And so instead of being upset with them, have compassion and be patient with them and don't force issues. You know, in families, we have a problem that we we, we are the ones that actually show that we, we, we can't really... Uh, 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 differentiate between forgiveness and reconciliation. Those are two different things. Forgiveness is actually something, it's a decision that you make and, and, and something that you feel you want to work on. But reconciliation can come or might come or might not come. And you should learn to be okay with that in love. You know, we, we as families, we, we struggle to love each other from a distance because it's somehow impossible, but being in each other's faces all the time, trying to force the other person to understand that you want to make amends, it's also some form of toxic behavior. I was talking to my brother about it um, the other day, and I said to him, we tend to be bully in our quest to want to make amends. You know, we want to force it down somebody's throat. No, give them a chance to walk their journey as well and love them anyway, and just uh, show that love. Don't force it. Whether they accept it or not, be at peace with yourself that you are doing it, and, 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 and set yourself free from the bondage that that person wants to put you, put you in by, by manipulating you. You know, someone who wants to, to say, I'm not going to forgive you, and they want to 
put it in your face. And they are struggling with their own things. And somehow they want to manipulate you into being in that misery. But misery loves company. So free yourself. Let me read this it's message. It's hard work. Let me read yeah. this message from uh, Lesotho. Um, this person is based in Maseri, but doesn't give us a name. Saying, greetings, yeah. Patricia. I have a question to our guest. My child mm-hmm. is staying with her mom because we divorced. Yeah. Now, the mother is convincing my child how poor I am and that I'm wow. going to die. She even tried to change her name. What's going on there? The first thing that came to my mind is like, um, you know, witchcraft is not just by uh, going to somebody and getting a meeting or going. Your, your state of heart, <laughs> you know, uh, it's a very evil state of heart. If I am fighting with the father of my child and he is poor and he is dying, I, I don't know why she would say he's dying if he's sick or is she wishing for him to be sick or what, I don't know. Uh, but by the fact that he is poor uh, and, 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 and dying and whatever, the, the, whatever I'm saying to my child, in a way, I'm not realizing that it actually reflects back on me. I always say I, I don't want to say much about my exes, that this one did this or this one did that or this one was a fool because it means I'm a bigger fool for not seeing them at face value the first time we met. And so for me, to, to I fell in love with a poor man. Yeah, I fell in love with a poor man and we engaged in sexual relationship because we were in love and, and it created a seed. And so what am I saying to myself? Am I angry and bitter with myself that I fell in love with a poor man and I am now trying to 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 um poison the child against the father? I, I don't understand, but that is very wrong. And um, mostly as women, we do that a lot. I really, really don't understand. Uh, we, we beat ourselves up mainly because of what we've been through. And then you meet somebody because you've been self-destructive and you find that that person is also dealing with their own pain and they're self-destructing. And you, 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 you come together and have a child. And at the end of the day, the bitterness flows out. No, she must heal. But now it's not for him to force her to heal. It's for him to 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 speak negatively against those ways. There, there's a, there's a word in the Bible that says every word that speaks against me is nullified. You know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every utterance uh, uh, that is um, coming against me, I nullify and condemn. You know, condemn negativity and profess positively about yourself. Being poor, seeing yourself as poor, what does that mean? Don't you have a shelter? Are you not eating? Are you not working? Is that being poor? Don't you have uh, ideas? Don't you have business ideas? Because sometimes being poor can mean you have not actually even realized your potential. That is being poor. If you have not realized your potential and you're not working towards building yourself and contributing towards your family and your community and your nation, you are poor. It's not about not having money. You can have a lot of money and still not have realized your potential. You are still poor. So you need to also define what 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 uh, uh, poverty means to you and and decide what you're going to do about it and not don't sit 
in a corner and, and cry, oh, she's saying I am poor. Oh, she's telling my child. No, prove to yourself. If there's any person to, to prove a point to, is yourself. And when, trust me, when your child sees how hard you are working towards building yourself, Whatever the mother is saying today will not have power tomorrow. Remember, they are growing up. They will not remain children forever. We, we grew up in families where you saw your parents struggle or you had things said against your parents. And as you grow, watching them from a distance, you realize, no, they actually did the best that they could at the time. So allow yourself to heal. Allow yourself to, to be positive with yourself. Be at peace with yourself and, 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 and be intentional about going through the healing journey and forgive her and actually feel compassion for her because she's not God. She can call you all sorts of things now, but she's got no power to make them materialize. You are the one who can allow space and, and open up portals for those things that she's saying against you to materialize. Cases come, but whatever they find or whatever portal that they find open in us is allowing those cases to, to, to manifest. You can, you can speak negative to what she is saying. Be positive towards yourself. You are well, not Mashadi, poor. on that note, we need to close it up because of time. Yeah. Thank you so very much. Are you on yeah. shift this morning? No, I'm off. I was oh, off nice. last night. I woke nice. up. <laughs> rest, please. Rest and yourself. Um, yeah. And we really appreciate you coming on air. Thank you very yeah. much. How do our A-teamers get in touch with you if they should need counselling? Um, if you need counseling, you can actually send me a WhatsApp text and we can do calls if you are far on 081-802-6194. Or you can get in touch with me on my Facebook page, Holistic Wellness Solutions with Mashadi Munai. I'm actually touched by what I heard now. It's like, I'm like, wow, women, wow, what, what, what are we doing? We are creators, you know, we, we are, we are mothers of all living. What we materialize what are we doing mm. in, in our position of anger yeah but yeah yeah it's very touching thanks mashadi though for uh, giving our a team uh, um some tools to help them through this situation